station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, movie hmm, recluse, <laughs> Melissa Kirscher. Hello. And uh, once again, as this is part of our ongoing Frankenstein set, mm-hmm. we I'm have... Back. Yes, we have joining us. Uh, we're going to call her uh, movie pool boy. <laughs> I knew it. Allison Anderson. Hello, Allison. Hello. And we're here to watch Gods and Monsters. Mm, yes. So, Allison, uh, you need to now tell us what you know about Gods and Monsters, which is probably... It's what, not a whole lot. Yeah, probably what we've told you on the last couple of podcasts, Well, maybe. and I do remember vaguely when it was up for a bunch of Oscar awards. So I remember, I have, a, like I said, a vague memory of that. But um, Vanessa Redgrave, um, Brendan... Uh, Blanking on his name. Frazier. Frazier, thank you. And it's and, Lynn Redgrave, I believe. Oh, sorry. The other one. There it's was, a Redgrave. Yeah, there's it's a, a Redgrave red in it. And um, what was it? Ian McKellen. Ian, Ian, Ian McKellen. Gandalf yeah. himself. Gandalf. Well, he Sir. Him. But that Ian is the McKellen. extent of my knowledge. It, the three of them. And you told me it was about Frankenstein, which I had not known. And I remember vaguely when it was up for a bunch of Oscars. There you go. All right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I told you it was about Frankenstein. I'm not sure. Uh, it's um, about James Whale. It's about James Whale, the yeah. director of Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and a little bit about Bride. Well, anyway, I don't want to give away too much. It has been, I've seen the movie once and it's been quite a while. So right. I am almost a movie pool boy for this film <laughs> myself. <laughs> but uh, but I have indeed seen it and I remember uh, considerable en- enough of it that I can't say that I'm completely going in blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. How many times have you seen it, Melissa? Oh, probably only twice. Oh, but, so. I mean, each, each that's time. That's twice I, as much as me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, I remember when it, when it came out, it was very, it was what, 1998 or so? Late, Somewhere in there. Late 90s, which means uh, Brendan Fraser was still fresh, big blue eyed, uh, <laughs> always playing things like Encino Man. And yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Suddenly, and then he did this, and then he did this, and he's excellent in it. Everybody's excellent in it. It's it's a very good, chewy acting piece. It's an actorly movie. It is (laughs) a very actorly. There is much actorling going on, Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, it 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 was indeed nominated for several Oscars. I can't remember if it was up for Best Picture. I'll look that up. It was not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it won Best Adapted Screenplay, written by Bill Condon, who also directed the picture. And he also, uh, he's the same Bill Condon who did stuff like Dreamgirls and Chicago, you know, all those mm-hmm. musical adaptations for the screen. And So he won, and then there were two acting nominations, one for Ian McKellen and one for Lynn Redgrave. Lynn Redgrave. Mm-hmm. The, the, the other Redgrave. Yes. I know there are two. I wrote it down <laughs> to make sure I had the right one. <laughs> yeah, you know. And that's your job. It's not it your is. job, Allison. You don't have to know these things. No, you don't have to know these you things. You knew it was a Redgrave. I'm yeah. impressed. did know it was a Redgrave. It's Melissa's job to know all this crap. <laughs> and my job to draw it out of her. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're here to herd the cats, yes. Tim. Yes. <laughs> okay. The cats being my brain. Speaking of cats, I've heard of cats. Anyway, hmm. we are uh, we are going to go watch Gods and Monsters. You listeners Yay. should do the same, and we'll be back to talk about it after the movie.
And we are back. <laughs> Brendan Fraser has removed his shirt many times. He has been Ooh, leered at by Ian McKellen uh, many more times, mm-hmm. even with his shirt on. And we have watched Gods and Monsters. So, yes. Allison, uh, this 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 is kind of the last step on our Frankenstein yes. journey, <laughs> as it were. Last uh, lurching step. <laughs> we, we lurched into Gods and Monsters, and what we must tell us what you thought of the film. I really liked it. It was very touching. Um, it made me very sad for um for james whale you know for that kind of ending i'm always sad for anyone when their mind goes and Mm -hmm. they've still got a functioning body and they're just you know so unhappy with their limitations um i also yeah it was it was really intriguing and i found the relationship between those two characters to be really um compelling because clearly there was some sort of respect and affinity for each other even though they had their barriers Mm -hmm. you know um, but yeah, we, I really liked it. Yeah, I mean, it's a very good movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> it, is, it is a very good movie. It's a it is a sad movie. It is. It addresses something that's true, which we somehow managed to avoid. And I don't know how we managed to avoid bringing up the tragic death that is James Whale's tragic death. Oh, I brought it up. Before. Did you? Not, not Did during you? this podcast, but previously. Right, but, uh, but I didn't think we brought it up during yeah, the Frankenstein podcast. Yeah, oh, well. he did yeah. die tragically. He did die tragically. He drowned which in is, his own pool. He drowned in his own. Was uh, it a suicide? Is it it was a suicide. It was. Yeah. Um, there were rumors that it was a homicide. Um, there was a note, but it was kept secret for many, many years by uh, David, his longtime partner, who we, mm-hmm. he was separated with at the time. Sure. But he had the note and didn't release it until a few years prior to his own death many years later. Mm. And it it's... I, I actually have the text here. Oh, oh sweet. Wow. God, uh, to all I love, do not grieve for me. My nerves are all shot. And for the last year, I have been in agony day and night, except when I sleep with sleeping pills. And any peace I have by day is when I am drugged with pills. And there's a little bit more, but... Yeah, yeah it's... It's not a happy existence. It, it, the... For there are many dramatic liberties taken by the movie. I mean, the biggest one being that the Brendan Fraser character is fictional. Sure. What? Completely. What? Completely fictional. You just ruined the movie for God. God. But the the portrayal of of the. of the the issues that James Whale was having with with his life seemed to be pretty accurate. So, so yeah, he was. His mind was going, and he couldn't. Yeah, he didn't want to do it anymore. So it was uh, personal euthanasia. Mm. Personal euthanasia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a different kind of suicide than one might see in other circumstances. I don't know. I mean, it, it's well, it's not a depression. Well, it's probably a depression fueled suicide, yeah. as many are, but different in a sense that it's like he's facing end of life and wants to. Wants to end his life on his own terms than on, on, yeah, the terms of life itself. Yeah, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Ian McKellen is re- he's a he's a terrific a- actor. It's it's interesting that as far as film, I mean, he's been in films for years and years and years. Yeah, and on the stage for even longer. But he really found found a career right around the time. The Gods and Monsters happened is when his film career kind of 
took off. Yeah, I mean, he was in stage for a long, long time before he even hit film. I think that the first biggish thing that he was in was The Keep in 1983, which which involves zombie Nazis, and which is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> like and, and he was in, you know, he was Death in the Last Action Hero, which is something we should do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's what we should That's do. an interesting conversation. <laughs> yes. That is a real interesting conversation. But anyway, uh, yeah, during the, the during the 90s, he started being really uh respected as a film actor because he was doing stuff like at pupil and and this and then of course a couple years later Mm -hmm. lord of the rings yeah see yeah and then he became just kind of household name sir ian mckellen which again happened late as he was in his either late 50s or early 60s when he was doing Mm -hmm. then he was doing the lord of the rings Mm -hmm. so kind of interesting how he had really a, a late life resurgence he um also is notable, and I think that uh, in in it in I'm in reading the the trivia about this, but I knew this anyway that that one of the things that he had an affinity for James Whale is uh, McKellen is one of the few actors who's really always been openly gay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, not always, but he's been for a long, long time longer than certainly of, most of them. Yeah, long, yeah. yeah. He 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 never really discussed it in public. And then in 1988, when, uh, uh, they were, uh, it was during an interview and he was, they were discussing Margaret Thatcher's, uh, section 28 legislation, which, um, was, uh, it meant that, you know, living as a homosexual was a federal offense oh, as, you know, by base. That's when he brought it up and, and came out very publicly that he was gay and has been out, ever since yeah and that was that was quite a while ago that was certainly before very many actors were doing that yeah so yeah yeah it's only been really in the last 20 years that actors have felt actors and actresses have felt like mm-hmm. they can be open about sexuality mm-hmm. um and i mean we're moving into the point where they feel they can be open about gender identity which is great yeah yeah but uh but yeah mckellen and, and whale obviously was all out long before people in Hollywood really felt they could be out. Yeah. Um, although, although I mean, there, there's something they touched on in this movie where he said, well, yeah, you know, as long as you didn't really parade it around, you know, sure. Yeah. really cared who you were banging. As long as you kept it out of the papers. Or yeah. Something like pretty that. Much. Yeah. 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 And, and, but yeah, he was one of the rare people who really was living. Mm-hmm. As yeah, out yeah. as out as anybody lived. As out as anybody lived during yeah. that time, and and he really didn't worry very much about it. He didn't deny that yeah. he was gay. I suppose is a better way of putting yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know that between that and you know, so you know both he and Ian McKellen living in Hollywood as out, they had both had kind of a long history in the theater before going into film. Sure. Um, Whale had this history with World War One, and Ian McKellen, you know, when he was young, when he was a kid, he was growing up during World War Two in a tiny town in England. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's a lot, all these parallels. So, yeah, Ian McKellen said he had a lot of affinity for the character. Sure. And indeed played it very well. Yes. And as we mentioned, was nominated for an Oscar, which he did not win. Yeah, mm. sadly. Sir Ian McKellen is Oscarless. <laughs> Is he still? Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. He's, he was also the only person to get an acting nomination for the Lord for all of the Lord of the Rings. Yes, he was nominated for Fellowship of the Ring. Yes. And nobody else was nobody nominated else. ever. 
you know, that's the problem with an Which ensemble is, cast. Yeah, it is. It and is. It did. You, you don't have one particularly stand out usually because you don't want that in an ensemble cast. Sure. Generally, that's considered a failure if your film is gen- supposed to be an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but but they uh, they 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 did nominate McKellen. Um, Lynn Redgrave. I mean, we ought to talk about Lynn Redgrave oh, as well. She was a. She was a. Oh, wow. We've, we've that is not, not my teacup. That is not my teacup. <laughs> we've not that had is not my wonderful. cup of tea. <laughs> we've not had Lynn Redgrave represented on a real education as of no, up to this point. So, yeah. I think. I don't think so. Yeah. And, and here we have her late in her career. I mean, she's yeah. obviously still alive. Yeah. I believe. I don't believe. Uh, I think she's no. St- she passed away. Did Vanessa's she? still alive. Oh, yeah, see? yeah. Lynn Redgrave. Got the wrong Redgrave again. Mess up those Redgraves all the time. No, Lynn uh, Redgrave passed away in 2010 from breast cancer. Oh, uh, yeah. Sad. She was only 67. Oh, that is young. Yeah. Which is the same age as James Whale. James Whale, when he passed away, as I recall from looking it up. That's about oh, right. really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I could be now wrong, yeah. but I seem to recall looking it up and noticing that he died when he was 67. So that's a fascinating coincidence. Now I'm going to make sure of it while you tell us about Lynn Redgrave. <laughs> well, Lynn Redgrave is of, of the Redgraves. Of the Redgraves. <laughs> uh, Michael Redgrave. Is that the Hampton Redgraves? <laughs> Michael Redgrave was a famous actor of earlier cinema and uh, both Vanessa and Lynn are daughters of his. And I, if, They've continued, the progeny issuing forth from that line have continued on in Hollywood. (laughs) But uh, both Vanessa and Lynn have had very, very uh, robust careers. Mm -hmm. Um, Lynn Redgrave, you know, particularly like in the 90s and 2000s, she was, you know, having some pretty meaty roles. She was in Kinsey and um, Mm -hmm. one of my uh, favorite little dramas of the was it the late nineties shine? I really liked shine and she was in shine. Mm. And, but she and Vanessa are kind of famous for, uh, among other things. Um, they were both nominated for Oscars in 1967 at the same time for two different movies. <laughs> Neither of them won because they were beat out by, um, Liz Taylor and who's afraid of God damn Liz Taylor. No wonder they put her in that movie. <laughs> they put Liz yes, Taylor in that movie it. just to rub it in Lynn Redgrave's face. Yeah. God damn. Well, she won it for who's afraid of Virginia Wolf, which, which may be one of the greatest roles. Yeah. Man, it's a, yeah I'm all right. Fine. Fine. Yeah, about a meaty role. That's yeah. And uh, Lynn Redgrave also, uh, speaking of losing awards, this is so sad. Um, she's known for being an anti EGOT. So, you know, the EGOT is, Achieving the EGOT in acting is you have an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Mm-hmm. Which it's you, rare, but it's, it, it's happened like it, it, 10 people or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, the next one's going to be Lin-Manuel Miranda. Just bet on it. Oh, it, 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 I, yeah. I would not bet against you yeah. on that. That would not, you know, be throwing away but, my money. But Lynn Redgrave <laughs> does not have an end. It does not have an EGOT. She has an anti-EGOT. She has been nominated for every single one of those and has never won. Ah. <laughs> and won't because she's dead. And won't yes, because she's dead. Yes. A little late now. Although not tragic. Well, I mean, breast cancer well, is breast tragic. Cancer, yeah. But she was 67. Yeah, I mean, that's not not super old, but no, it's not it? young. Yeah. It's not as tragic as James Well, who, by the way, did die at age 67. Yes. You so there we go. That, yeah. I confirm that. There's, there's my trivia contribution for the entire podcast Woo-hoo. uh and then uh, what about brendan frazier so brendan frazier has uh been 
he, he's an interesting fellow to talk about. Um, so in the 19, <laughs> in the 1990s, you know, everybody knew him as like Encino man. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he was in the mummy. He's in the and, deuce. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's just, you know, in nineties, in the early nineties, he became known as that, that young, gawky, handsome, blue eyed guy who it was, you know, mm-hmm. super naive and wide eyed going into the world. And that's just kind of what, <laughs> what he did and then he started doing stuff like this and mm-hmm. it's like wow that he's got some range and then in the by the time the early 2000s in the in the late 2000s happened he had pretty much destroyed his body hollywood had destroyed his body mm-hmm. he had multiple back injuries that he needed surgery for he wound up having surgery on his vocal cords um a knee replacement everything you know that like doing the mummy films and doing a lot of stunts himself, stuff like that. So those were from roles. Those yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and also like by the tail end of the two thousands, you know, he wound up in a divorce and just a whole bunch of crap happened to this guy and he fell out of Hollywood. And, um, so he kind of disappeared for a while and then everybody went, what happened to Brendan Fraser? Did anybody notice that? Where's Brendan Fraser? <laughs> hey, speaking of Brendan Fraser, where'd he go? And he basically turned into Hawkeye. So now he's living in like upstate New York with a, ho- with a horse on a, <laughs> and, and a set of arrows. He does a lot of archery now and he has <laughs> kids and, uh, he, he kind of removed himself from public life for a while. And now he's kind of come back and he's doing a lot of TV Mm. And stuff like that. It's like he had to reach that. He, he started, he had to like take care of his health and come back and, you know, a- achieve a certain state of grizzledness so he can go into a whole new phase of acting. <laughs> so I'm looking back forward to the return of Brendan Fraser. Really. Gesundheit. Thank you. Um, Poor Brendan Fraser. He made me sneeze. I mean, the thing is, the <laughs> thing is, he, he was also. doing all and the tragedy is he was doing all these action films, but he's a really good actor. Yeah, he, uh, is. he was nominated for a lot of awards, mm-hmm. uh, not just for Gods and Monsters. I think uh, Brendan uh, Fraser did not get a nomination for. Uh, but I think for The Quiet American, he did, didn't he? I'm, I'm trying oh, to look it up. Have, yeah. Uh, but, but no, uh, he's got some chops, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm looking up. No, he wasn't. But I, I thought he he was he was recognized a lot for yeah. the Quiet American. How's that? Yeah, that's uh, but, good. But uh, so he would do, and he was in Crash. Yeah, which won Best which Picture? Best. Which you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a different conversation. But that's uh, a long conversation, Tim. Wasn't that the year? Was that was that? It was one of the. It was one of the Lord of the Rings years. It was either. Yeah, yeah. That was a problematic year. <laughs> speaking, speaking of problematic, um, another thing that happened to Brendan Fraser we should bring up. He was, he's actually uh, part, one of the Me Too people in mm. that um, in, I think it was early 2000, is in 2003, a producer wound up groping him in public, you know, like a male producer, like not just like swat him in the ass, but like damn near gave him a proctology exam at a party and he froze and you know, the whole thing. And, and it, uh, he, uh, he had some real issues with that. Like, you know, well, you know, like it you was would. public yeah. sexual harassment, yeah, sexual, sexual assault. As and one he, does when yeah. someone puts yeah. their hands on your body without permission. Yeah. So he, <laughs> um, he brought it up with uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which was holding that gala, you know, and kind of tried to um, 
make some noise about who did this to him and it was kind of swept under the rug and all that. Sure. Yeah. That always goes well. That always yeah. goes well. <laughs> and, you know, he has always said he like suspected that him trying to make some noise about that was part of the cause for his career declining. But, you know, given all the other stuff mm. that went on, who knows? Yeah. Well, it could be a combination, combination of a bunch of, of things. Mm-hmm. It's interesting things. because, but, yeah, because it probably there, didn't help him. No, nope. it's interesting because there is some, I mean, Dude. sexual harassment that goes on in this movie. Yeah. And one it, could say sexual assault when, yeah. when there's a hands-on situation, it, yeah. it yeah. passes from harassment to assault. It, you it know, is, the, the, yeah. the, the strip interview mm-hmm. is, that's harassment. harassment. That's yeah. harassment. I mean, mm-hmm. it's almost consent, but there's, there's some amount of, yeah. How badly do you want this interview? How bad do you want it? You want yeah. this bad enough that you're willing to take off. Right. Your you're willing to take off your clothes. So there is a power dynamic at play oh, there. God, yes. Um, and definitely with with between Whale and Brendan Fraser, there's there's harassment. Mm-hmm. That and then eventually becomes full out assault. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and and of course it's him egging Fraser on to kill him. You know, yes. that, that's trying to make him but... angry enough to kill him. Yeah. So. It's it's an uncomfortable subject. Yeah, it yes. is. It is, and it was that was that scene was hard to watch. Yeah, it but. is, and it was meant to be. Yeah, yeah, with or without the gas mask. Oh, that was creepy. The, the gas mask was yeah. <laughs> uh, At one point, I, mean, I thought he was going to try to kill. You know, I thought Whale was going to try to kill him because you know, just he couldn't. He was saying he couldn't breathe, and I'm like, mm-hmm. just please don't have him like close off that air pipe or whatever you know i just uh, yeah i was like where's this going this is getting weird <laughs> it was going in weird directions yes. what's a safe word i don't remember yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I, I mean i was watching that i i it's interesting um and we may have to do this film at some point i i've been watching the breakfast club a rather lot because i've been writing a play oh my god uh, based on it and wow when you go back and watch it now there is so much going on in that movie that you're like mm, that mm-hmm. that wasn't okay no no that wasn't no, okay was. yeah Never but was. but you kind of like it it glosses it over in, yes. in odd ways that you can't really ignore no now right yeah. but at the time you're kind of like i I don't remember noticing how bad that was and you feel guilty for it. And because then, you liked it back in the day. Because you liked it. And you're like, <laughs> and I still kind of like this movie, but yeah. can I, mm, I don't want to watch mm-hmm. this part. I don't, yeah. can yeah. I Where's pretend, my fast forward button? can I pretend this part doesn't exist? <laughs> and there's a few parts, I think in gods and monsters, but at the same time here, it's not excusing the behavior or turning no, it into no. a punchline. It's, it's creating an un, uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. deliberately um, so yeah but i think that um that's what what's interesting um even in 1998 i mean 20 years ago the way this movie treats a homosexual character is even still and even when you have an openly gay actor playing mm-hmm. him it even still sort of forgives some of that harassment because he's gay, mm-hmm. you know. And as we get to the point where you've got Kevin Spacey, whose career is effectively over because he was doing this kind of thing, and yeah. granted, it was with 
17-year-old yeah, boys. Yeah, that's but, another uh, level of creepy. But, but nonetheless, uh, in this movie, it, it still plays it a little more for laughs than, than I, in 2019, am comfortable with. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like the interview. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're clearly supposed to be inter- amused by the, what he's doing with this reporter, yeah. and it's oh, really the saucy not, old man. Yeah, it's yeah. really not amusing when you think about no. what it's like, what it would have been like for that reporter who's like, okay, do I want the answers to these questions? And he made a joke of it, like he thought it was funny, but did he really think it was funny, or did he make a joke of it because he felt mm-hmm. like he had to? Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what you do in a situation like that when you're uncomfortable, you try to make it into a joke, so you can release the tension, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you actually think it's funny. Well, the, the thing is, the, I mean, what we're also, what we do actually see on film though, is the reaction of that reporter is mm-hmm. like, y- y- yes, they're, they're playing off Ian McKellen is charming, but the film is also depicting both Brendan Fraser and that reporter mm-hmm. as being clearly off put. Yes. So at least at least it's I don't know if it's necessarily condoning those actions because you're actually seeing the the reactions come back as yeah yeah this no, isn't I, okay I'm gonna go with it but yeah it's not okay yeah and I I, I don't want to suggest that I think the movie is saying it's okay yeah. I'm I'm just suggesting that that watching it now it almost feels like it's a little more flip than it than it, than the same film it, made today it was handled a little more lightly than you would have liked a little more yeah. and i i don't even know if it's the than i would have liked but it was a little it was a little weird it was mm-hmm. you're you're like watching it going you're a little squirmy going ah. mm-hmm. yeah and even <laughs> and, and you know at the end when it's being it's not being played for laughs when it's being played to make mm-hmm. you uncomfortable yeah. mm-hmm. and you know, and he's doing it to provoke. Yeah, yeah. Frazier, mm-hmm. which I mean, doesn't make it okay, but it makes it no. a, artistically a better choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it works better. But that is, yeah, definitely that striptease at the beginning. You're a little bit like, I don't know, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Harassment bells go off. Yes. All right. Um, okay. So uh, we are probably closing in on final thoughts pretty soon, but uh, I need to know what else you need to tell us. Well, Melissa. we need to talk a little bit about Bill Condon too. Bill Condon. Yeah. What did he do with this film? Well, he wrote and directed it. What? Well, yeah. that, that's that's significant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, the it, this movie is based on a novel written by Christopher Bram, who uh, is a New York City writer who writes primarily about gay characters. He has a pretty good uh, library books out there, sadly, which I've never read them, but I'm interested in this one. And uh, so this novel, uh, after it came out, Bill Condon got the property, and um, this was relatively early-ish in his career as well for writing and directing. Um, (laughs) We noticed at the beginning of the movie, all three of us went, Clive Barker as executive yes. producer. What? Is it that what? Clive Barker? Huh? Yes, it is that Clive Barker. It is Barker. that Clive Barker. Because uh, Bill Condon, early on in his career, directed Candyman 2. Candyman was okay. a Clive Bar- Barker property. So, yeah, so yeah um, Bill Condon felt it was pretty thankless to do a uh, horror sequel at that uh, time of his life. And then, you know, he was pretty much right. Or yeah, late eighties, early nineties. It, it, it's sequels. about as notable as James Cameron's uh, Piranha Two. I 
Ooh. I'm in. I nice. I will defend Prana too. Probably not well, but <clears throat> anyway. But since then, you know, Bill Condon has gone on to direct things like Kinsey and Dreamgirls and Chicago. Um, more, most recently, the live action Beauty and the Beast was his. Uh, he did a movie a couple of years back called Mr. Holmes, uh, starring Ian McKellen as uh, Sherlock Holmes in the twilight of his life, which yeah. very closely parallels sure. this one. And and. And Bill Condon directed Twilight Breaking Dawn 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Twilight. That was a classic film. He finished off the Twilight series. He also did the screenplay for Greatest Showman, if you've seen that. I have seen that. But, yeah, so he's, um, he, you know, mostly, like, I love his musical adaptations because I think Chicago's fantastic. Dreamgirls is really good. Um. I have, th- I have beefs with Greatest Showman, but he didn't direct it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he's I also... I, too, have beefs with Greatest Showman. Well, that is I you imagine know. you do. Uh, and actually, some of it has to do with the writing. <laughs> so, to oh, hell yeah. with you, Bill Condon. <laughs> that has a lot to do Screw with the writing, you, Bill. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but uh, Bill Condon <laughs> fell in love with musicals when he saw Sweet Charity with uh, Shirley MacLaine. Uh, well, there so, you go, so all things go back to Bob Fosse. There you go, Wendy Bowlesby. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, also, Bill Condon is gay as well. Wow. So weird. Yeah, it's like ten percent of the population might be gay or something. I don't yeah. know. And, and a bunch of them got together <laughs> to collaborate on this movie. <laughs> it's like they can form a community. Happy Pride weekend. Happy friends. Pride. <laughs> That's when this is being recorded. I don't know when the hell it's going to get posted, but. <laughs> recorded it on Friday. We did. We did. So good for us. Yeah. Hooray. Yay. We're supporting our friends in the GLBTQIA plus community by recording a podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> sure. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> About a gay character. About so, a gay oh, there we go. There we Sorry, go. A gay, a gay actor directed by a gay yeah. character. A gay director. Yes. Pride. Pride. Well done. And, uh, and uh, okay, good. Which I'm, I knew I knew we had to cover the bill, the Clive Barker story. Yeah, we did. That uh, was weird. So yeah, apparently <laughs> it's one of those surreal moments those, when uh, watching credits going. Yeah, wait, right? was that right? Did was I that, that right? Yeah. yeah. Is there like another right. Clive Barker? I mean, there there probably is, but yeah, the unions it, tend to try to avoid having people use the same name. So right. Yeah, they do. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, you can't be Clive Barker. You mm-hmm. have to be something else. Can you be Cleavon Borker? <laughs> <laughs> Me. I was thinking about that. About one of the, one of the actor, other actors in this movie is uh, uh, David Dukes with yes. an S at the end. And I lo- that Every time I see his name, it's like, oh man, yeah. one letter Not off from the same. If that, was, David if that was a screen name, it was an unfortunate choice. Yeah, let's, unfortunate just, choice. let's just say that. I'm he, sorry, David Dukes. I'm, I'm going to be charitable and assume that was just his real name going in. Probably. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. What else you got, Melissa, before we move on to final thoughts? Oh, let's see. Um, Ian McKellen, uh, by the way, one of my favorite things to do recently is to dig up old photos of actors that we now know of as like old, venerable actors. Sure. Ian McKellen was really, really, really hot when he was young. You know what? That does not surprise me. Oh, my God. So, I have not seen pictures of him when he was young, but I would have guessed that. I will, I will pull up some photos for you. They're a <laughs> choice. Uh, but he, he and Patrick Stewart were both in the uh, Royal Shakespeare Company together mm-hmm. at the same time. And also at that time, 
Patrick Stewart was hot. Now, see, that's another one. I <laughs> so, put so yeah, I yeah, need to pull yeah, up some photos yeah. for you. Some so, photos of yes, Ian McKellen, yes. Sir Ian McKellen, and Sir Patrick Stewart, Stewart. when they were young. When and they smoking. were young and hot. And when they were young and performing <laughs> young Shakespeare, young and yes. smoking, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to later when smoking. they were older and performing X Men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they've had a friendship that's lasted decades. Oh they? yeah, I, I I love their friendship. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's so very glorious. endearing. Yes, yes. and you they're somehow so feel like you're a part of it, even though you're not. Apparently, <laughs> and uh, since we aren't likely to do this film on uh, on real education when they were filming the first X Men film, you know what we. You might want to. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's going to be oh, a while. Oh, God, we'd have to talk about Brian Singer then, though. It's going to, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, back to the of, Me Too movement. Speaking of the Me Too Anyway, uh, so uh, apparently they're talking about Star Trek and and Picard, and, and not Picard. Stewart is explaining to McKellen how how they had numbers. So when you know the ship gets hit by a photon torpedo or something, everybody would know to lurch in the same direction. Sure, sure. <laughs> see that that's not unlike acting in the round yes (laughs) and i guess i guess there reached a point where you know as they were just sitting around between takes you know uh, stewart would yell across to ian mckellen you know ian five (laughs) he'd lurch (laughs) mckellen would lurch in a particular direction and then mckellen would do it back so anyway that's that's our amusing story about dear dear listeners there's also footage out there on youtube of like image stabilized uh scenes from star trek where they're lurching around so the footage is stabilized so the set stays stable and you can just see the people just kind of jostling themselves launching themselves hither and yon (laughs) yes it is (laughs) Great. I'm sure that is. I bet, it, I, I bet it must have been funny on the set to watch oh, these sure. people. Oh my god! Yeah. Dear, dear, new cast members must have this process where they have to get over the giggles. <laughs> yes. I imagine so. I imagine so. All right. Anything else before I go on to? Uh, no, I'm ready for the final thought. Final I got a thoughts. Good one. All right. Well, I will save yours, and I'll go to Allison. Allison, what's your final thought? Um. Very, very well done. Very sad. An interesting window into um into this man's life. Perhaps even poignant. Poignant. Yeah. Oh, a, we're breaking out that fancy a, That's word. a ten dollar no. podcast word, isn't it? <laughs> that's that's good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Melissa, poignant. what's your final thought? Okay, so in Bride of Frankenstein, Valerie Hobson played Elizabeth, right? Mm-hmm. Now remember how we were talking about Valerie Hobson, she was married to John Perfumo in the, the British conservative government, and then there was this whole scandal with like sex and spies and Oh yes, yes, yes. I do there remember was, that. There's a there's a movie about it. The movie is called Scandal, and it was made in 1989. And guess who played John Perfumo? Ian McKellen. Whoa! Boom! Mind blown. There we go. (laughs) Brains everywhere. (laughs) All right. My final thought is uh, considerably less mind blowing, but I I, I just I wrote it down at the beginning of the film, and it's just something that strikes me interesting, having watched many of these movies. Which is, if you wish to set a time period, the easiest way to do it rapidly is to show a car. Yeah, Yeah. it's because that's what they do. They they like pan down and they show you a car, and you're like, oh. It's about the 1950s, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because that's a car from the 1950s. 1950s. <laughs> so I have another final thought. And this just sprang to mind. So um, in my house, I have a uh, an original Broadway poster from the original Broadway one of Amadeus, which was later made Amadeus, into a movie. Amadeus, Amadeus, not that one. Yeah. Not that one. <laughs> not Falco. 
Don't think it was about close, no, though. close though, <laughs> uh, because you know the the movie F. Murray ha- Abraham and Tom Hall's very good. It was yeah. very yeah. good. We should also yeah. do. We that. need to do that we one. We need to do that. Movie. Haven't we already done that one? No, I don't think we have. I gotta look that up because I have not had a chance to. <laughs> I feel like you people talk to keep a, a lot about. <laughs> we do have a list. Sally. We do have a list, and we keep adding to it. But Amadeus is a really good one. But 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 the original Broadway run. Of Amadeus. Now, I want you to put this into your head and just chew on it. Yep. Salieri. Yes. Played by Ian McKellen. Okay. Really? And Amadeus played by Tim Curry. <laughs> right? Just, oh. just massage that into your mind. Wouldn't you love that? Should we do that movie next? Wow. I, or well, should we do Chicago? We've got what we plan to do next. Okay. And maybe after that. We'll we'll we'll, we'll pencil in Amadeus. Okay. As soon as I look to make sure we haven't done it, because I swear we've I'm done it. But sure uh, no, nah, you're probably right. Anyway, so <laughs> with that, we've been doing this for a few years. With Tim. that, I know we have. <sighs> with that, next up, we are going to be doing. We're going to follow our director Bill Condon mm-hmm. to his Oscar-winning film Chicago and all that jazz. Yes, all that jazz. and all that jazz. So uh, come back for Chicago when you come back, because that's what. We'll be doing a podcast about. <laughs> Thank so you, Tim. your knees and roll your stockings down. That's right. Uh, and it's not going to be Allison because she's seen it. It so. isn't. I have seen it. So All right. It won't be me. So goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Sort of. <laughs> I mean, in the sense, it's a pot. Bye. <laughs> Tim. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Dee, dee.